Yo, what's going on? Thanks so much for joining me here today, especially after you read the title. I already like you because you read the title and you want to listen to this episode. I think it's a really important one because therapy is an important thing. By the way, this is The Shalene Show. I'm Shalene. Let's get to it, shall we? By the way, our friends at Organifi have given you guys an awesome deal. This is one of the best deals they've ever given us. You get 25% off. And that is with a new code. So you want to go to Organifi.com forward slash Shalene and you want to use the code Shalene for 25% off. Plus, get this, you're also going to get free shipping. Yay, you get all of that just because you're a lifer. Now, what is Organifi? Organifi creates the highest quality supplements that you can mix with your water, powdered form for just about anything that your nutrition might be deficient in. They use 100% USDA certified organic ingredients. And some of the things that I use from Organifi on the daily include Organifi Pure. I take that for my brain health. That's one of my really important supplements. And that is because the ingredients are proven, clinically proven, to increase your brain-derived neurotropic factor. What does that mean? It means your concentration. It's the way your synapses connect. But it will increase your BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor, by up to 142%. That's huge. I also take the Organifi Immunity just so I make sure I get all of those important vitamins and nutrients that you need to bolster your immune system. And lordy, lordy, do we know that there's a bunch of viruses going on right now that it's important you have a strong immune system. But in addition to that, they've got so many great supplements. They've got protein powders, turmeric, hot cocoa drinks, a green juice that is to die for, seriously so good. And I'm just super pumped that at the moment you also get free shipping in addition to your 25% off when you go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shaleen and enter the code Shaleen for your 25% off plus free shipping. So you're wondering what it takes to find a good therapist. And you might be wondering because you're going through something at the moment or you're just curious like what might that be? be like. Or maybe you are self-aware enough to realize some of the things from your past are still there, even though, you know, things are stable at the moment. But yeah, there's been a couple of episodes. You've listened to a few Shaleen shows where you're thought, mm, you know what? I think she's talking to me. I should probably think about going to therapy. But you just didn't know where to start. Or perhaps you've been to therapy, but some of these things are coming up again and you realize you're not done. Or maybe you need a new therapist. Maybe the one that you had, you've outgrown. Or you just feel like it's time to find somebody new. So that's the first thing I want to say is even if you've done therapy before, I personally have had, let's see, I don't know, probably three therapists I've seen on a regular basis. And that's not including those that I kind of went to to screen them to see if they were right. I'm talking about like three therapists who I went to for some period of time. And then eventually something new comes up and I just feel like, mm, I don't know if it's the right person. Or maybe you feel like you've reached a, I don't want to say a sticking point, but you almost can outgrow a therapist. And that's a really good time to look for another one. Obviously, I am a firm believer that you get a major advantage in life, and so do your kids, if you can find a great person to help you work through some of your things. The reason why most people stay stuck, are challenged in their relationships, deal with depression, anxiety, fears, phobias, worry, all of these things is because of beliefs that we hold. And those beliefs 
are something you can change. But it's really hard to do that on your own. It just is. Can it be done? Of course. Of course it can. But it's so much easier, so much faster, so much quicker, so much more fun, dare I say fun, if you have a trained professional to help you through it. Okay? So let's talk about it. When should you look for a therapist? A lot of people think the they should look for a therapist only if there's something major they're going through. And I would disagree because when you're really going through something major, oh gosh, you've had that happen. Think about the last time something super upsetting or traumatic happened in your family or in one of your relationships. How hard it is to even like return an email or a text message or to get up out of bed. It's hard to do extra when you're just trying to hold everything all together. So that's a really tough time to then suddenly go, let's find a new therapist. You might have to do that. I've been in that situation where it's like the last thing in the world I wanted to do was to interview therapists, but I really didn't have a choice. But I I do think it's best if you found your dentist before you had the nagging toothache. See what I'm saying? All right, so there's no time like the present. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Where do you start? Well, my first recommendation is to reach out to your circle of friends. You may already know somebody in your circle who has gone to a therapist, or maybe you don't know for sure if they've gone to a therapist, but just by reaching out to a friend, they may know someone else who's gone to a therapist. In fact, that's a really great way to position the question. You could send it to a group of friends and say, hey, if anyone has a great therapist that you know of that you've been to, or maybe you have an acquaintance who has a great therapist that they would recommend. I'm looking to line one up and I want to interview a few of them. And so I'd love your recommendations. Some people are very private about this and don't want their closest friends going to their therapist. And in fact, some therapists have a policy in place where they like, they won't see someone's best friend. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't hurt to start there though. Start there. And ideally, if it's somebody you'd like to see in person, if you'd like to go to a therapist in person, then yeah, start with your local friends and associates. You will be surprised how many people you know have gone to a therapist. The stigma is a thing of the past. I mean, cool people go to therapy. I think it's the less evolved of us who are afraid to go and don't go. Like my parents' generation, you know, they still have this mindset that you go to therapy because you've got problems or you go to therapy because you have mental issues. But for the rest of us, like, but other than our parents' generation, I think Gen Xers, Millennials, Gen Z, Gen Y, like everybody now knows the same way that you need to go to the dentist, you should also probably go to a therapist on a regular basis. It makes you a more evolved, calmer, more stable, more grounded person with healthier beliefs. All right, so we start by asking our friends. If you don't find anyone there, your next stop might be Yelp. And I say might be Yelp because I've noticed through our travels that there are certain cities where people just don't use Yelp very much, but it doesn't hurt to check. So type in therapist. I know for me here in Southern California, I typed in EMDR therapy and I found a bunch of different EMDR therapists when I was interviewing for a new one. I think that's a great place to start. Then you can read people's reviews and those can be really powerful. Now, there's not going to be a lot of them because again, for some, there is a stigma attached and they're just like uncomfortable writing a review for a therapist. But 
even if you find a couple, you usually can get a sense for what type of therapist they are based on those reviews. Now, not every great therapist has Yelp reviews, that's for sure. So your next place you might want to look is just going to Google and type in your city or type in an area or even the county that you live in. Then type in therapist. And if there's something in particular that you're trying to address, like maybe it's addiction or anxiety, stress, depression, a possible eating disorder, marital issues, you know, whatever the issue is, if you type in therapist and that issue or that specialty, you'll likely to find Almost every therapist has a website. Almost every great therapist in solo practice has their own website. Now, they may not show up on Google because maybe they don't have search engine optimization in place, but I think you'll be surprised. You will find some people there. In addition to that, you can also go to the websites of the particular type of psychological practice you're looking for. So for example, if you're looking for somebody who practices EMDR, which we've talked a lot about on the show, I'm a big fan of EMDR, then you could go to emdr.org. And I believe there's a place on that website where they list EMDR practitioners by state and by region. If therapy is covered by your insurance policy, you can also look for providers that are covered in your network. Now, I do have to say this, most, not all, but most therapists just, they don't deal with insurance because it's a hassle. It is really hard to get therapy to be covered. You know, in our business with Team Johnson, it's just something we pay out of pocket. Like we don't even make our employees have to try to submit it to their insurance carrier. We're like, if you need therapy, you don't have to even tell us. There's a certain amount that's just covered for each and every one of our employees because because it benefits everyone, you know? So that's our approach to it. And I hope that you yourself see it as a huge investment. It's a huge investment for your kids. It's a great investment for your marriage, your relationships. It's a great investment for your career. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself. I just can't say enough great things about it. But you can expect to pay anywhere from 100 to $300 an hour for a great therapist. Of course, based on a lot of things, their credentials, the city that you live in, their experience, their expertise, how specialized they are. You know, some of the best therapists charge a lot of money because they're really good at what they do. And some therapists don't charge as much. And frankly, you may end up seeing them for years and never really work through your problems. Week after week, you feel a little bit better after you leave, but nothing really gets resolved. Your beliefs don't change. The therapist doesn't push you. You know, then that's an example of a therapist that, you know, you're, maybe you're not paying them a lot per hour, but you end up paying them more in the long run and you'll never get that time back. So if you're still struggling with some of the same beliefs and you still feel that knot in your stomach, that pain in your heart, that hole in your chest, whatever, you still are triggered by the thoughts that you originally went to therapy for and it's been years, it's time to find a new therapist. You know, you can't get too comfortable there. It's just, it's time to find a new one. And while I'm not suggesting that a higher paid or higher priced therapist is automatically going to guarantee you better results, I am suggesting to you that this is one of those things, kind of like plastic surgery, where you you shouldn't shop around based on price. You know, it's the final result. It's a transformation 
that matters the most. So now that you have a nice list of at least five different therapists, right? So you've started with your group of friends, associates, your circle of acquaintances. You looked on Yelp and you did a Google search. Now you've got a nice little group of names. Your next step is to reach out to each one of these therapists. And I want you to keep a couple of things in mind. Number one, a great therapist is going to be hard to get into. You're going to have to be patient. You may have to be willing to work with their schedule and be super flexible. If they are booked, say, for a month or a couple of months or even like three or four months out, I would suggest to you that before you book that appointment and say, well, I found my therapist, I would see if you can't get a 15-minute Zoom appointment with them. Now, some therapists will not do this. Others might, and it doesn't hurt to ask. And here's why. If you can get 15 minutes on Zoom with them, and I would just email them and say, I'm, you know, please, I'm happy to pay for your hourly session to do this, but I would love to see if it's the right fit. I'm searching for a new therapist, and I just I want to make sure that we are compatible, that there's chemistry, that it's you know, good fit on both sides. And any great therapist is going to love that. They may love it. They just might not be able to accommodate it, okay? But I would start by doing that first. In the event that they don't do that, well, then you might be able to see if they'll do a phone consultation with you. If they won't do that, then you might just have to bite the bullet based on your feelings of reading their reviews, getting a sense from looking at their website about their background and their ideology as it pertains to therapy, the modalities that they practice, whether that's cognitive behavioral therapy or EMDR therapy, talk therapy, etc. If you just get a, a good sense like, well, shoot, they won't do a Zoom, they don't have the availability in their schedule to do a 15-minute phone call, then you might need to go see them in person. And that's not a bad thing. You're still going to get something out of it. Even if it's not the right fit, I promise you're still going to get something out of it. And sometimes it is good to go and see a therapist in person. I know for myself personally, when we were dealing with Brett's gambling situation, the very first therapist that I went to go see, I just fell in love with her on paper. I was like, oh, this is the girl. Like, I, there's something about her photo that I just felt like, oh, I'm going to connect with her. I liked everything about what she'd written on her website. I loved the reviews. And then when I met with her in person, it was really obvious to me that she had a very specific agenda in mind. I felt like in the first 15 minutes, she was like trying to convince me to leave my husband. You know, she didn't say that, but I just felt like that's the way it was going to go. And I, I just was, I don't know. I just, I got a sense that she wasn't going to be a fan of this marriage staying together. And I just felt like it was too early. Like in, you know, my first 20 minutes of her session, I'm like, how, you know, I could already tell she was headed that way. The second therapist that I went. So I, I didn't go with her, obviously, but I, I just did one appointment. Okay. So now that can be kind of uncomfortable. So especially if you're a people pleaser and if it's a good therapist who's really busy, as you leave your session, they're going to say, okay, so can I get you on the books for whatever next week or when can we start or whatever? You know, they might say something that makes you feel as though, oh shoot, I've got to book another appointment with them. And I just don't know if this is the right person. Here's what you say. Thank you so much for your time today. You can say, I am interviewing other therapists. If you don't feel comfortable saying that, you don't have to say that. You can simply say, thank you so much for the time today. I'll need to go back and take a look at my calendar, availability, and my finances, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. And then you can send along an email if you need to. Any therapist worth the paper that their degree is printed on is going to appreciate the fact that you're actually doing some interviewing. 
that you're actually looking for a good fit. The next therapist that I went and interviewed, <laughs> 30 minutes into my conversation, started to nod off. And I was sharing probably the, one of the most gut-wrenching, sad, horrific, traumatic events of my life, right? And this person is nodding off. And I thought, okay, not that interested. I could just tell this. They were much older. I could tell that they had heard it all. And we're just kind of going through the motions. And I knew it wasn't the right person after like 15 minutes. The third therapist that I interviewed was wonderful. I loved him. He was great. And I did go see him for, I think, like three or four sessions. And they were pretty dang effective. We did EMDR. But long term, I didn't think he was the right therapist for me long term because this is where you have to be really self-aware. I knew that he gave me a dad vibe. And because of my own relationship with my father, you know, I, you know, I just want my dad to think that I'm the greatest. I could tell that there were things I wasn't going to be honest with this therapist about because I wanted him to like me. I don't even know if liking me is the right way to describe it. Like, I guess he gave me such a dad vibe, and I always want my dad to know that I'm strong. I'm fine. I don't need your help. I got everything all together. Look how strong I am, Dad. You know what I mean? And I could sense that I was doing a little bit of that with this therapist, and that's not on him. That was totally on me, you know? So for whatever reason, sometimes the the gender or the age or just the vibe from your therapist might be such that they're wonderful and they're great, but you just won't really go there. So, for example, Dr. Michaela, you know, obviously my best friend, I could never send like one of my kids to Dr. Michaela. I mean, I have for performance EMDR, which is when, let's say, for example, you want to get on a flight and you have fear of flying. You can do performance EMDR where you don't get into like your interpersonal experiences and your past traumas, et cetera. That's like performance EMDR. Like you might do performance EMDR if, say, you're going on a job interview and you're incredibly nervous. It's not hypnosis, but you can do it for a specific performance, something that's coming up in the future, okay? But I could never send one of my kids to Dr. Michaela for EMDR for any type of past traumas that they've had or things that they're dealing with because they know her too well. She's like their aunt. So that wouldn't work. You know what I mean? So when you go to your therapist, some things you should be looking for is how do they make you feel? You should feel, and this is my personal opinion, you should feel some chemistry there. You should definitely feel trust. Like you can trust them. You should definitely feel like you can go all the way there. And you should not feel as though you need to please them or that you are desperate for their approval or for them to like you or to think that you're the best. Because if you're doing that, you won't go there. You won't be fully honest. You won't be fully authentic. You won't be forthcoming about your true emotions and feelings, experiences, and things that you've done, the things that you may carry some shame around. You know, if, if you can't go there with that person, it's a waste of time. Even if you have great chemistry and they've got great credentials and experience. If you're not truly going to go there, it's a waste of time. Period. End of subject. So right now, I would say to get a pen and a piece of paper and just ask yourself preliminarily, what is it you're looking for? I know for me personally, I could not, please don't take this personally. This is just me. I know that I couldn't go to a therapist who was under 40 years old. I just couldn't. You know, I'm 52 years old. I think I'm 52. 
And, you know, I'm a know-it-all. I've done a lot of therapy. I've lived a lot of life. And I'm sure there's somebody out there who maybe would be a good fit if they were a lot younger. But I would probably go in with a cynicism, with a skepticism. So I personally am going to look for someone who's older and who has a very intimidating energy. I mean, I'm a very confident person. So if I feel like I'm in control, if I can control the session, if I can intimidate the therapist, that's not going to be good. I need someone who can kind of intimidate me. And once I found that therapist, I was like, whew, wow. Yeah, wow. She is going to call me on my bull crap. And boy, oh boy, did she. Wow. I knew I needed that. I needed someone who was like stronger than me. So know what you need. Maybe you need somebody who's softer and sweet and kind and warm and a female. Or maybe you need someone who comes from your ethnic background or someone who really understands the way you were raised. Maybe you need someone who is faith-based and includes a lot of spirituality in their sessions. So right now, if you were to picture yourself in your most vulnerable moment talking about the worst thing that ever happened to you, which there's probably some shame around it, who do you picture yourself going all the way there with? Like, How old are they? What is their background? What is their gender? What is their personality? What is their vibe? Those things are really important. Now, you might be pleasantly surprised. You might meet someone who doesn't fit any of those descriptions that you've put down in your piece of paper. But then when you go and meet with them in person, you're like, wow, that's who I needed. And that's the last thing I wanted to leave you with is this does take some time. This is more important than you finding a great dentist. Oh, no, like all the dentists right now are like, oh, hold on, lady, simmer down now. I'm just saying it is really going to be life changing. It's really important, but it's not always a one and done. Maybe you will meet your very first therapist and just it's the perfect fit. You love their background. You've asked them the right questions. You feel really comfortable. They're in your price range. They're close. They've got availability. And voila, you're in luck. But my suggestion to you is to start this process sooner than later because you don't want to be in the middle of the most traumatic event of your life and trying desperately to get into someone and the best therapist can't see you for two months when you need to see someone like today. You know what I'm saying? So sooner than later is the way to go. Lastly, I want to say, and I've talked about many of the online therapy programs. In fact, one of them is a a show sponsor. They didn't specifically sponsor this show, but I'm going to give them a shout out anyways. And that is Talkspace. Talkspace is, that's one option for you. Like if you've never done therapy, maybe you start there, right? You pay a a fee with them as well. I don't remember what the deal is, but I'll put a link to it in our show notes so that you can take advantage of the the discount that they give to lifers. But, you know, that's an option too. And what's really cool, one of the great things that came out of the whole COVID pandemic thing is most therapists now are totally cool with doing Zoom sessions. And for a lot of people who are going to see a therapist for the first time, like doing it via Zoom is a little more comfortable than driving to somebody's office and then sitting nervously in their waiting room with, you know, butterflies in your stomach, which, by the way, let me address that. Most therapists have their waiting room situation 
set up so that you don't have to see other patients. Now, this isn't always the case, but I would say, I don't know, 100% of the time. No, actually, that's not true. Only one therapist that I went to was I in a waiting room with other people and I was in a waiting room with other people and some of those people were going to see other doctors. So I assumed that they were all there to see my therapist and then I later realized like, oh, this is just a waiting room for everybody in this whole building. So most therapists are going to set it up so that for confidentiality reasons, you're not going to be sitting in a waiting room with like people who are also waiting to see the same therapist because they can only see one person at a time. In fact, most therapists are going to have it set up so that the person that's leaving doesn't see the person who's coming in, which is really nice. Like, you've got to be able to trust your therapist that your secrets are safe with them. They will lose their license if they so much as mention your name or anything else for that matter. Like, most therapists are so hardcore about protecting the privacy and confidentiality of their clients. You really have nothing to worry about, and you have to be willing to go all the way there or you're just wasting your time and money. Now, the different types of therapies, we've addressed that before on The Shalene Show, and I'm going to post a link in our show notes to a couple of previous episodes that I've done with Dr. Michaela, where we talked about different types of therapies, because when you are looking for your therapist, I do think it's a good idea for you to look for a therapist who practices the type of modality that's going to be most effective for the thing that it is you're assuming you're going to start with. Like maybe right now you're like, yeah, I don't know that there's anything in particular that I need, but it might be nice to find a therapist who can help me with my body image or past beliefs or to improve my relationship with my husband or the emotional intimacy that I want to feel with other people. You know, so if you look at those types of things and then you're going to look at the different types of modalities that psychologists and licensed therapists provide. So that's another thing. You want to look at their credentials. Does that matter to you? Personally, and this is just my personal opinion, <sighs> degrees are great. But I've met some highly degreed individuals who I did not think were as qualified as people with fewer degrees. I'm just going to say that. I might also mention that there are those individuals out there who are very experienced life coaches who are not licensed therapists, but frankly, they're kind of doing therapy. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw that out there because you might ask your circle of friends about a great therapist and they might say, you know, I get some great insight from my life coach. Again, it's not the same as going to a therapist, but it might be the place to start, a place to get your feet wet. Oh, by the way, with regard to psychiatrists, psychiatrists are the only types of doctors who can actually prescribe medication, say for your anxiety or depression. So you can start with a psychologist or a licensed therapist, and they, if you do in fact need medication or if they suspect that you might really benefit from, say, some anti-anxiety medication or medication for your depression, et cetera, or maybe even your ADHD, well, they will likely refer you to a psychiatrist. Now, most psychiatrists don't spend a lot of time working through your traumas. There are always exceptions, but most of them are going to work closely with your psychologist or your licensed therapist. They usually work in conjunction. They work together. Again, there's always exceptions. I know there's some great psychiatrists out there that are also doing EMDR therapy and talk therapy and CBT, but 
you know, these are just things to help you be a really well-informed researcher because that's what I want you to do. I want you to set out to research this. And I also want you to know that once you find a great therapist, that's just the therapist for now because you're going to continue to evolve and grow. You're going to get really good at this. You're going to become the absolute best version of yourself. You deserve relief. And that's what therapy does, man. It just... It's such a relief to work through and to release yourself from some of the baggage that you maybe have been carrying for years. Listen, got a good show coming up for you on Friday. I've got a lot to talk to you about, a lot to say. So save me a little bit of extra time on Friday. Like maybe you can pop me in your earbuds while you're wrapping gifts or driving home from the mall. But Friday should be a good episode. A lot has happened this week. I have a lot to catch you guys up on. In the meantime, you can catch me up on what's going on in your life. I loved all the suggestions this week in the pod squad. In particular, I did that episode on like what shows to binge watch. And what's really cool is in the pod squad, you guys took that even to the next level. And like one of the posts was, you know, Shaleen, I didn't hear any sci-fi recommendations. Where are those? And then that whole thread turned it into like all these great binge-worthy sci-fi shows to watch. And then also people like going back and forth about some of the gift ideas that were on my list. Like there was a whole thread about the Dyson super expensive blow dryer that I suggested. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of afraid to read this because what if people don't love it. But I think there's like 70 people on there that are like, it's worth every penny. I love it. But there was someone in there that posted about a dupe that's almost like exactly like the Dyson. And I guess it's like half the price. Anyways, I guess I'm just trying to make you feel a little bit of FOMO. If you're not inside our pod squad group, get your butt in there. It's where the cool people hang out. There's always a link to everything I talk about is in my show notes. You never have to go like, okay, now I have to open up a browser. I've got to stop listening to the podcast and go open up a browser. Shoot, now I have to remember to go do that. No, while I'm still talking, while I'm still in your ear, you just kind of tap on the show art or like swipe up on the show art of the podcast while you're listening. And there you'll see like a long list of all my show notes. You'll see my Instagram account there. You should be following me. You'll see the link to join the pod squad. You'll see the link to any show sponsors, blah, 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 blah. I always put a link to any past show that I've referenced. Like I talked today about the one I did with Dr. Michaela. So that's also always there for you. My team does such a bang up job of putting our show notes together. Shout out to Miller. Shout out to Kristen. Shout out to Rachel. Shout out to Paul. I love you guys. I love my team. I love you guys. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to make sure you are subscribed and following along. The Shaleen Show is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and most every podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review and tell us specifically what you enjoyed. We'd love to know. The Shaleen Show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. For Tuesdays and Thursdays, be sure to follow and subscribe to Shaleen's other podcast, Build Your Tribe, which she co-hosts with her son, Brock Johnson. It's all about business, social media, and marketing, and devoted to helping you make more money and live more life. Links to anything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts, can be found below in our show notes.